This is a cubic inch of sound, and over the past week, we all listened to the Star Wars radio drama. The radio drama. Not the movie. It was the radio drama. It was really exciting. Uh, my name is Luke, um, and I don't wear a hat anymore. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm Nick, and I fell over while running today. I'm Kevin, and I experienced the story of L.A. Rush and this audio drama at the same time. <laughs> My name Seems is like Dan, a bad way of doing it. I also don't wear hats that much. My name's Connor, and I am part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. <laughs> traitor to take the Rebel away. Alliance, or just a traitor to no, the, no, 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 it's the like, Empire. Yeah, traitor to the Empire. Yeah. Okay. Imperial Senate. It's the uh, it's the the James Earl Jones line. Yes. Yeah. No. Oh. We all we all got it. Cool. No, wait. Don't you don't you mean not James Earl Jones? It's um uh, Brock Peters. Oh no! Uh, no, they point. actually don't say it in this one. I, I was gonna bring that up, but they uh, they cut that. He says something slightly different. Yeah. Oh, wow, they're not real fans, huh? We should have had you made this thing. <laughs> I bet they don't even like Star Wars. I've actually what? I've never seen the movie. I've only ever listened to the radio drama. I didn't even know there was a movie. <laughs> oh yeah, Luke. Well, to be fair, most Star Wars fans don't hate. Don't. Did you have a like friend who had only played like Lego Star Wars, not actually seen the movies? Um, I had a friend who suggested that we play Lego Star Wars, or no, I suggested that we play Lego Star Wars, and then she said okay, but she hadn't actually ever watched the movies. Oh. That's interesting. That's a fun fact. <laughs> I, it wasn't that fun. <laughs> it's slightly interesting. Alright, so, let's get started, huh? Start, starting yeah, with, starting with, with episode one. Which sounds weird because it sounds like we're talking about Phantom Menace, <laughs> but no, just like the first episode of the radio, the first part of the radio jump. We don't have to split it into episodes, really. Yeah, because I watched um, everything in one. I did yeah, same here. Yeah, 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 yeah. well, I split it <laughs> okay. into two technically. Uh, so it starts on Tatooine. The first, the first like 20, 20 minutes or so are all just random extraneous Tatooine stuff <laughs> that didn't actually happen in the movie, but some of them were deleted scenes. Not all of them, because they didn't want to have they didn't want to have all these scenes going. And let me just say Did that that was my favorite part of the audio drama. It was just when <laughs> everyone was just like chilling on Tatooine. I'm not even joking. I really liked that. I, I, I don't know on Luke all the time. Yeah, I I feel like in the actual you know original cut they were going to have the scene with Biggs and everything. Where that actually added motivation for why Luke wanted to do what he does. And everything. What was the scene with Biggs? Explain. One, no, it, it was cut from the final like version. <laughs> Basically, like in the original, there was supposed to. What be, was the scene? And it, yeah, it was just was like scene? it was just uh, Luke and Biggs like walking at Tashi Station and like talking about stuff. And that way, when Luke later on in the movie is like Biggs and they hug and stuff, you're not like. Yeah. Who is this? You know, uh, but so this kind of <laughs> took that to the next level, you know. But it, to me, it didn't add all that much. It was kind of like, all right, cool. Uh, but it, it seemed to just like be like, and Luke is a good pilot. No, I, I really right, liked right, Biggs as like a best friend. Like, he was a real one. I really liked Biggs, and it made me actually like, <laughs> I, I was actually sad when he died. Like, before it happened, I knew he was going to die in the movie, but, well, it, yeah. in both of them. I actually looked up on Google, like, what happens to Biggs? <laughs> I just wanted to make him, like, please make it out of the Death Star. Dude, I loved Biggs. Biggs was awesome. I, I yeah, really pour one out for my man, Biggs. I really was a real the, one. Uh, bully figure on Tatooine, Fixer. That like, guy just always picked on Luke. Like, that guy had the funniest voice. Like, him and Han Solo had similar voices in this. But, like, I was kind of laughing. Han Solo's voice. We'll yeah, get that to was that, yeah, one. yeah. Yeah. But the bully, um, funny yeah, guy. Well, I, 
I do think that the big stuff was honestly pretty good. I liked that scene. Um, it makes sense to show Luke being a pilot before he just like jumps in an X-wing halfway yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. And I think in the movie <laughs> they kind of talk about it a lot just to just to justify that, and it makes enough sense. I've never really had too big of an issue with that, um, but it's I cool just, to see. As as someone who really enjoys reading like extended universe kind of like little tidbits and just like like world building in Star Wars, I would be if I watched like a whole episode of this and it was just like the the Tatooine stuff. Like like I don't know. I feel like it would just be very unfulfilling. Like I finish it, and I'm like, all right, that was just Luke Skywalker getting like his you know just bullied to heck, you know. <laughs> um, I I, I, like I, I just feel like it, it establishes his character, and then he just later on like has a different character, so it does, it, it's kind of just like weird. No, it's because they were like, putting him down, and then he showed them at the end. It's like, yeah, yeah, awesome. awesome. I love Luke. What He's was the cool. nickname they gave him? Uh, like, thanks. It was like Worm or something. They get kept. Yeah, him? Worm. Yeah, mm. something like that. Yeah, kind of rude. Uh, <laughs> not, not in the most pleasant time. And then there was some stuff about Leia. That was neat. I kind of like that. I, I really enjoyed the whole layout. I was completely thing. lost throughout that whole thing, but it was probably because I was racing in LA Rush. It It's also a little bit confusing because it's... um It kind of goes back in time for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> because in the Tatooine part, we see... um Or we hear, obviously. Uh, Luke mentions that he sees a battle going on overhead, and like it's pretty clearly supposed to be the battle that is the opening scene of the movie. And then we get to Leia, and she's not doing that. You know, she's doing other stuff on Alderaan or whatever. Well, other planet. Not even Alderaan. Some random war-torn planet. Yeah, I forgot the name. But, uh, like, Bail Organa yeah. was there. No, it was called Alderaan <laughs> or whatever, which is different from Alderaan. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was some guy named Lord Tyon who died. Yeah, you got you got to remember there's there's Leia. Alderaan, Alderan, Alderaan, and then you know it just goes on and on, and then there's Alderado. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I thought it was really funny the way they had Tyon uh, come to dinner with with Bale and, and Leia Organa as like the racist uncle at Thanksgiving, and he was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna come hunt the wildlife and stuff and just kill things, and Bale Organa is like, ha, 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 ha. so how about the Death Star, you know? And it's just like a really weird, awkward conversation. I mad that whole time, like unreasonable it was like reasonable because he was kind of a dirtbag but she was just like really messing with like <laughs> a mission like really testing fate there and then i got confused because did they like mess with the audio as like a trap or something because i think i missed something what do you mean it sounded like, like um the the dad or whatever died and then he oh didn't. yeah i thought that at first too then i'm like oh no way they just killed ty yeah, were that. they messing with the audio? Was that like a, a big brain plan, or did I miss something important that he didn't die? Because it sounded like he got shot by the other dude. But no, no they, they shot Tyon. Yeah, it sounded like that the the dad died. I I don't know. No, like, he, Leia he, he, screamed, and it kind of seemed like a scream of like loss for a second. Yeah, and and she kept like, like saying like. And then she's like, "Oh no!" And it's like, "Oh no!" She's just sad that she killed a man, not that her father's dead. And, like it, was, it, it took me a, like thirty seconds to realize what happened. Thing. Yeah, I, I I kind of always yeah, interpreted I, it as like the like oh she's you know she just took a life she's kind of like oh god you know and we we heard just like Leia scream at first and I I think that it was kind of going for like oh you don't know who died but I think it was Yo, pretty just obvious like a to me at least uh, finale of season one yeah exactly all the all the good people use that trope even the West also it's, it, so it's the Tantive four 
That's what the ship is called? They called it the Tent of V I, in this, yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's the Tent of V. I've always said Tentive. I've always, yeah, I've also always said Tentive. I've like, okay, so I'm glad to know I'm not an idiot. Yeah, it, I, it took me a couple times to figure out what exactly they were actually saying. Because I was like, wait, what is Tantive? I was no, I I they were saying like V is in version 4, but I was like confused as to <laughs> the why Tantive they were V4. saying. Wait, yeah, is, that's what I thought they were saying. Wouldn't it oh, be 5 be pretty cool. as a Roman numeral, or am I dumb? V is 5 in Roman, it's 1. So why, why, why do I call it the Tantive 4? It's 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 IV because uh, one it's... before five. Oh, oh, that's weird. Roman numerals are fun. Yeah, they're very strange. Uh, what else happened with Leia? There was like, she went around to like a bunch of different places, and she didn't like this guy who wanted to date her, or something. It, the Darth Vader overall, voice was really bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Overall, I I really enjoyed. This was kind of like the whole thing. It, this felt much more. Like a fantasy adventure yeah, than the original like, movie did. Like it's about you know the original is like a space opera, right? It's kind of supposed to be like like a yeah. fantasy drive, you know. Um, but it always kind of got overridden by the, the sci-fi, which of course you know like I'm still a fan of it, everything. But this felt much more, you know, like oh, there's a princess, you know, in like an arranged marriage, and she's like trying to mm -hmm. advocate for you know. It felt like much more grounded to the original source material that, that George Lucas kind of based everything off of, and I I, I, I really think, enjoyed that aspect. Yeah, I think all of like the little side side. Uh, asides um in the story like added to that because like fantasy is like plotting a lot of the time Dude, i actually so wrote there's... down in, in my notes here um like star wars is actually a good adventure i forgot yeah <laughs> at first it's like star wars like it's star wars yeah it's but then when i was listening i'm like wow i'm actually this is like an adventure this is awesome yeah it's and... engaging <laughs> i feel I like you're always talking about a new hope in, in that yeah new hope is my favorite star wars movie um but this, I, I liked parts of this better than the movie. The, the be extra bits did add quite a bit. I, I will agree on that. Mm -hmm. huh. Honestly, that that was not my impression at all. I feel like most of the extra, most of them I'm fine with. Most of them I like seeing, but I don't think that they improve the story at all. Yeah, that, that kind of like there are some parts that I think are definitely kind of like the whole weird argument where uh, Han Solo is just an ardent capitalist, and that's like his whole thing. And he <laughs> talks about it for a long time. I was like, all right, you know, where's this going? Um, but I don't know. I, I think a lot of it that was like better. Pretty well in the movie, and they didn't need a monologue about the <laughs> Han Solo dude. He's like, I He's love always... money, and money's all I want. Give me money, and then. And then actually... uh, Han really Solo's like, voice yeah. was so Great bad, in my opinion. I didn't like Han Solo's voice, but I did actually really like the argument. I guess it's kind of getting ahead, but like, the, if we're talking about the same argument towards the end, where, like, they're trying to convince Han to stay, like, I actually really like that bit. Because, like, actually... Yeah, like, I thought that was pretty uh, good. They got, like, actually angry and, like, emotional. Like, it added a bit more weight when he came back at the end. Like, they kind of gloss over that bit in the movie a little bit. And I thought that was neat to see. Han, yeah, in this cool. story, he... He wasn't like a charming jerk. He was just a, like an annoying jerk. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. That's because of Harrison Ford's face. <laughs> it was icon. weird because you know Bosch. Yeah. It, it is Boshek, right? I know a few days ago we had talked about who the Corellian <laughs> yeah, was, but so in in Mos Eisley Cantina, um, he first asked Boshek, who is another Corellian, like, Who's "Hey, he? do you have any other Corellians who have ships that I can you know ride on?" And Boshek is like, "Oh, uh, Han Solo's sitting over there," you know. <laughs> but so like in so Boshek was like super nice, and he's like, "Oh, I would if I could, pal, but I'm already booked." But you know, you can find a guy over there, and then Han Solo's like, "Yeah, I want twenty thousand up front." You know? like, <laughs> <laughs> I like how Greedo's uh, speed, like his whole speech, is just literally taken from the movie. I think it was like the same audio clip. 
Yeah, I was waiting for McClunky. <laughs> and there's only one shot, which, you know. Yeah, it's almost like oh, you originally like that. <laughs> I, th- I didn't hear his ne- neck snap from his digitally edited head. <laughs> oh yeah, so for context, I think that this was in 81, yeah. I want to say. Mm-hmm. So this was, was 80. this was made between oh, 5 and 81. 6. Yeah, yeah, this was, this they, was 81. Oh. They had all of uh, Empire Strikes Back figured out, but I think they hadn't really started script writing for... So um, you could kind of tell... Episode six. They, you could kind of tell they knew Vader was his dad, but they didn't know Leia was his sister. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was kind of definite, like, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> that was like my main complaint. And I talked earlier about Luke's character. Where I was like, oh, I, I don't think Luke's character is as good. It's because like, so early on, he's very clearly like, I want to get off this planet. I want to do something, mm-hmm. but I love my family and I want to keep them safe. And that was pretty good. Like in the movie, you see him like he's traumatized by uh Baru and Owen's death and he's like you know what I need to get these guys back and and, and it's that kind of like initial vengeance that ends up but he eventually goes to the light side and it's really cool um this one he mentions like I, it was at least six times where he's like <laughs> I'll do it for Princess Leia she's so hot and every time they look at the hologram he's like she's so beautiful you know like like he just it's so unbelievable and so it's really weird that he's just simping for Leia and that's why he goes on the adventure <laughs> he did want revenge against Vader um, specifically. Yeah, he um, did get also, that. what I thought was really weird was um, Ben Kenobi was just like, you're right about that, Luke. Ah, to be <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Bruh? Oh, actually, I liked Ben Kenobi's voice. I thought that was funny. Oh, he was sick. Yeah, it was yeah. He did, he did like, It wasn't the same, but I think he captured, like, the old hermit, like, yeah. magical wizard dude. Like, pretty damn. That's what I'm going couple... for, too. <laughs> there were a couple moments in there. I don't remember exactly which ones, but there were a couple moments in there where it just like felt a little shocking to me, like his voice. I don't, but most of the time, I was not upset with that at all. And it was really yeah. cool that um, Mark Hamill and Anthony Daniels were both, yeah, playing their characters. Dang it. Yeah, I was gonna make yeah. a joke about that. I was gonna say, is it just me or does Luke have a really good voice actor? <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm glad you were able to make that joke. I can't believe Harrison Ford was <laughs> Indiana Jones over this. Like, what the f***? <laughs> Language, yeah, Daniel. There were, there, were weird, <laughs> there were weird parts around where um, Ben shows up. That I don't like. They were just like, like, it was just things that stood out to me. Like, when, when uh, uh, C3PO like, is kind of showing up and first talking to people, they like really drive home the joke of like 3CPO <laughs> for like no yeah. reason. It must have been new back then, so they really like doubled down on it. <laughs> But like he also he just like is very different. Where like at the beginning he keeps going. He's like, "Hi, I'm I'm three CPO human relations droid." And then for so, like Did which you... is different from his typical thing. And then he finally switches <laughs> into human cyborg relations. That... I... No, because he switches Sorry. back into the normal one. What you just you just messed up his Am name? Am I messing it up? Oh no! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you know that was something that Zach said. <laughs> yeah, CPO. he said something CPO. like that. Yeah. I thought it, I think it's a C, C, CP3O was, was yeah CP3O was what Zach said <laughs> yeah there's so many ways to mess it up possibilities <laughs> are endless um one thing that I thought was cool so we we see part of when Leia actually like gets the plans from the rebels you know which we never mm-hmm. see in the movie yeah yeah um they specifically mention Operation Skyhook. Which, I don't know if this was something that was in the script, like something that George Lucas had originally come up with, 
but this would end up being used in the EU, and this is what they called it when, like, Kyle Katarn got the got the plans to the Death Star and stuff. So that was really cool. Oh, and that it is totally like, yeah. it all with Rogue One. No, <laughs> not in the slightest. No. <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, they, oh, there could be like, two continuities. Yeah. Speaking of Vader, um, we, we weren't actually speaking of Vader, I just wanted to say this. <laughs> um, every time he force chokes someone, he says a pun. And, <laughs> Wait, seriously? No, every single time. And I'm like, this, dude, I thought it was a little out of character in Rogue One when he did a pun, but every single time in this audio <laughs> drama, you said something. Like, uh, I didn't write them down, but it was Lord so funny. Darth Vader is considerably less threatening in this It was in this so movie. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't know if you guys want to talk about it, but my least favorite part was the interrogation. I do oh, not no, know no, how no, they weird. tortured yeah. Leia it with the so information, dumb. It was... but I wrote down a few of the Vader quotes because they're hilarious, <laughs> and I'm like, I'll try my best to do a really bad impression of them. But he, oh, like, no. it was one point he was like, all right, I'm going to try and do the, like, you know, um, empathetic you know like oh i'm i'm here so he's like i am your friend <laughs> but then every time he said rebel alliance he would enunciate every syllable so he was like rebel alliance <laughs> but then so then at one point it was just the best like 30 seconds of the whole thing he's like pain your world is nothing but pain and then one of the officers like stumbles into the room and he's like lord vader is anything wrong and he's like no get out and he just like flips out <laughs> Uh, it was just, I just really overall hated the interrogation. It felt super, oh, well, it, I, you know. This, this always whole awkward thing, really, when an Imperial uh, officer it, walks in on you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this whole thing really contextualizes why all of the generals are bullying Vader so much in A New Hope. <laughs> <laughs> why they're always making fun of him for being a Sith. Yeah, it's a it's also weird because... <laughs> Yeah, during that first part of the interrogation, he also, like, pretends to be Bail Organa, and he tells <laughs> Leia that he's her father. And that's just 100% true. And even yeah. the writers didn't know that, you know? <laughs> oh, they were like, oh man, wouldn't it be super crazy if Vader was Leia's father? And then they all had a big old laugh about it while Brock Peters said, I am your friend. <laughs> But speaking of Vader, and this is actually, you know, we did actually talk about Vader before. Um, they call him the Dark Lord of the Sith in this, which is really cool and really interesting because this was in the script and yeah. stuff, but they never say the word Sith in the actual original trilogy. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that wasn't a thing until the prequels. Yeah, over, like, like just a brief tie back. Like, like, part of what felt like such a, like, fantasy element was there was a lot more, like, nepotism or, like, 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 because uh, I know like Lord Tyon is like a lord and he was like oh I'm just because I'm from like a lesser house or something and it's like yeah. wait is there just like titles in the Star Wars galaxy and so like the fact that they also acknowledge that uh, you know Vader had a certain role in, in the Empire and in the Sith and stuff like that kind of played into everything yeah that's true I did like the I also like the scheming Imperial officers throughout like always trying to get Tarkin <laughs> to do his own thing yeah, yeah. That, was that was really cool the, the really See, weird when... thing Sorry, Luke, you got um, I was going to say, when, when Timothy Zahn was writing Heir to the Empire as, like, the, the sequel to the um, original trilogy, you know, mm -hmm. he wanted to explain the whole Dark Lord of the Sith thing, and he almost wrote that in as there being a species called the Sith that Vader is the lord of them. 
Um, and then George Lucas was like, no, I want to explain that in the prequels, don't touch it. So he called them <laughs> the Nogri instead. Then they kind of loop back to that, saying how the Sith originated from a species called the Sith. Kinda. If, if sorta. It was weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. There was, a, there was a lot of weird stuff going on in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. My, my continuity question here was like, so in 81, I don't think we knew, like we knew that Vader was uh, Anakin, but I don't think we knew that he was from Tatooine. Right, but they spend like a long uh, amount of time when he like they're above Tatooine. He's like this miserable dust ball of a planet. I hate oh, this place. This place no, is actually, awful. <laughs> uh, I wrote that down because every single character, whenever Tatooine is mentioned, they're like, uh, why? Why would we go there? That place is suck. That sucks. Why? And everyone was just well, like trash talking Tatooine. Connor, it is implied because um, Uncle Owen mentions like, or, or no, I think it's it's Obi Wan talks about Owen not wanting Anakin to go fight in the war. And it's implied that, like, Anakin and Owen lived together, you know, that they were, like, actual brothers yeah, and stuff, yeah, which true. ended up kind of getting retconned. Mm. And by kind of, I mean definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, you could make that argument. Also, uh, maybe, just everyone hates Tatooine. Maybe in yeah, Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in Obi-Wan we'll see uh, Owen and Vader just living together for a bit, and then something else gets Vader involved, and that's why Owen's all mad at him. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, Obi-Wan literally stealing. Or scamming. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're trying to sell Luke's land speeder, which yeah. in the movie it is implied that that happens, but it's 100% off-screen. In this one we see the 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 salesman guy is just like unable to to go for the price that they need and so be one jedi my tricks and it's like that that's a little bit messed up but then it's okay because he says afterwards to luke he's like oh i would only do that if it was 100 percent necessary you know that's what he said yeah, i don't know in kotor that would give you like very slight dark side points i think yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, he yeah, only does it if he really wants to yeah. yeah, you know, I noticed in this audio drama, R two made some sounds that sounded a lot like T three M four. I think that's they got their uh, their audio sounds from Star Wars: Knights of the Republic from two thousand three. Um. Also, R two at one point he goes onto the hull of the Tanta V four, and that's obviously not something that happens in the original trilogy, but it's something that happens in the Phantom Menace. So I thought that was cool. Maybe oh, yeah. George mm. Lucas just had it in his head, like, oh, droids. Go go on the hull of the ship to like repair things, you know. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting to see like which ideas were forming this early, um, in Lucas's mind about the like the whole series. Yeah, like the yeah. Sith and everything like that. It's like baby Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the stormtroopers go down to Tatooine and they like they're investigating the escape pod and they're trying to figure out what happened with. C-3PO and R2-D2, they don't say, look, sir, droids, and I was really upset about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, also, I was also looking out for that line and never heard it, and I was kind of bummed. Look, sir, droids. Look, they're like, oh, we found a servo on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so weird. How did he, how did he lose a whole servo? I don't, I don't think it was a servo. They, they like, dropped something. It was just, like, a was little like servo a, motor. It was, like, a bolt or something. <laughs> Nice. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if that was like a really important piece? 
<laughs> just like <laughs> fell apart later. <laughs> That's why he got blown up in uh, the trench run. He wouldn't normally do that, but because he dropped that piece, he's just so fragile. <laughs> yes. Speaking of droids blowing up, in uh, the movie, um, Luke tries to buy a different droid at first, R five. You know he's uh -huh. gonna he's gonna get the the little red one, but oh no, this droid has a bad motivator and he blows up, and it's like, <laughs> why did that happen? Is it maybe it was because of the force? You know, maybe that droid was actually force sensitive, and he knew that him oh blowing God. him blowing himself up would would actually would actually save the universe. Um, in this one, it's just explicitly shown. <laughs> That R2 completely messed with him, and I love that. I, I literally wrote in my notes, rip Skippy the Jedi droid. <laughs> I really <laughs> I really miss that uh, motivation where a Force-sensitive droid uh, sacrificed himself to get R2 in Luke's possession. Uh, no, this R2 was just a jerk. <laughs> just blew him up. I guess also Imagine was being a droid and just, like, murdering another droid. <laughs> in cold blood. It's probably similar to murdering another human. Yeah, it's not oh, that yeah. bad. What, um, one thing, I, I actually, um, really cool thing that I noticed was uh, Leia is like, you, you know, you need to get this to, um, you, you know, like the Rebel Alliance, uh, you know, at all costs. So, like, you know, ignore all self-preservation restrictions and stuff like that. Um, and, I, like, I think, you know, obviously the fact that R2's mind was never wiped and stuff like that means that he's kind of like a wild guy in the, the, the you know, original trilogy. And he can just, like, yeah, like crazy. But here, it literally, like, it, it canonized it as, like, no, nah, Leia was like, do whatever you want, bro. You know, like, ignore all your restrictions. And R2 was like, let's go. And just, like, blew up, like, R5 stuff. That's what God said to me before I was born. Ignore <laughs> <laughs> self-preservation restrictions. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing you've made it this far without even trying to stay alive. Oh, it's because I, I have a mission. I need to I need to deliver okay. some data tapes to the Rebel Alliance. I haven't found them yet, so <laughs> So what was it like? Two Maybe hours. Maybe they'll email us at acubicinterdown at gmail dot com. So yeah, Tatooine like two hours or something. How long was it? Something it was like, like that. It was a while. It was like two and two and a half hours before they got off. If I remember correctly. And then the they... whole movie's worth the Tatooine. Yeah. And then they yeah. go to the Death Star. They were there for like an hour or so. No, I'm not ready to talk about the Death Star yet. Oh. Okay. <laughs> It was weird when Obi-Wan was talking, he was telling Luke about, like, his father and stuff, um, and when they see the hologram with Leia, he talks about Leia, he, like, introduces her, he's like, oh, she's, she's an Imperial Senator, you know, she's doing really well and all that. It sounds a lot like he knew her beforehand, like, like, not just knew her because he knew of her, but, like, actually knew her, which obviously, w like, is the case because of retcons, but back then they didn't know that, and that's kind of weird. I thought it was fine. Would it be Would it be more disturbing if they did know that Leia was his sister at that point? Like the writers of this? Yeah, I think it would be worse. I think it would be yeah. a lot worse yeah, considering how much. Like, I remember Leia moving, <laughs> and then Leia's just like, "Here's a kiss for luck," and I'm like, "Oh, oh no!" Didn't they do that in the movie? <laughs> I don't think they kissed while they were swinging across the chasm. She just said, I think "Good they luck." Did. No, I, I think sure she did, they, but she didn't make a big deal about it. I, they did I don't think eight she times did. in the, well, that, that's a lot. They did they did like three <laughs> times in the audio drama, and I'm like, stop kissing for luck. It's weird. <laughs>
<laughs> it's actually it's just an 80s thing like in gen z we don't kiss for luck but back then it was just like you know every every 20 seconds you'd kiss someone else just you know so they have like good luck <laughs> they used to do yeah, i always kiss the homies bless for you. luck <laughs> <laughs> when when you sneeze you actually they kiss them do a kiss for luck <laughs> i hate that i hate that please don't. I, uh yeah i did just yeah so in the movies they uh, never kissed yeah. at all sure, what yeah. i swear i swear no. they did no they do uh, what about in the in the lego wait game? seriously yeah no uh, i mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> new, wow, this is crazy. Wait. <laughs> a new um, one thing that I thought was actually really cool, yeah. and this is going to be a whole tangent. This is going to be an entire tangent. Um, my least favorite scene in the the versions of A New Hope that you can buy is the Jabba the Hutt scene because originally this was a deleted scene they filmed the scene where greedo you know comes up to han and he threatens him and he tells him like oh han you can't keep dropping shipments and stuff and then han kills him and they also filmed another scene where jabba the hut would come up to him except jabba the hut was just like a guy he's literally just a dude a rotund um, scottish man yeah and like threatens him but kind of less it doesn't seem to care that much at, which is weird. I don't know. Maybe he, maybe they're just like kind of good friends. Um, George Lucas would end up deciding we need to bring that second scene in, even though not only does it not add anything and doesn't really make much sense and doesn't really work with the characterization of Jabba the Hutt. I mean, he's a guy who like sends people to do things, you know, but you're telling me he showed up in person. He <laughs> left his palace just to hang out in front of the Millennium Falcon to threaten Han Solo for no reason. Was um, he speaking English in the audio drama? I, I forget. It wasn't Jabba. Well, it was yeah, yeah, it wasn't Jabba. Oh, okay, I was going to yeah. get to that, but thanks for, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's just a really There's bad no scene. The CGI is awful. It's... It's horrible. They repeat dialogue from the Greedo scene because they only intended to have one of those scenes in the actual movie. Um, in the radio drama, they change it. It's some dude named Heater instead. <laughs> and Heater is just like a random other dude who works for Jabba. Um, and it makes scary. more sense why Jabba would send, you know, some other random guy to do his dirty work. Uh, they don't repeat the dialogue. They kind of kind of give us a little a little more characterization for Han and this random heater guy who never comes back, <laughs> and I liked that. So overall, I approve of the radio drama scene. Cool. I for some reason like listening to that uh, the first time got really confused because like I you know had had seen the de the deleted um, uh, Jabba scenes before and I, and it was just that and I was like wait but this isn't Jabba and for some reason it just like broke my brain I was like what is going on and I didn't. <laughs> through it i was like heater what <laughs> yeah it was yeah. it was definitely like like way better than the original deleted scene but um still just kind of weird like i feel like you would send one guy and and kind of if he dies maybe be like uh oh you know? <laughs> well for some yeah. reason in this they explained that heater had sent greedo and greedo wasn't supposed to actually kill han but then he like threatened him and that's why han killed greedo yeah so oh, greedo yeah, was just an yeah. idiot yeah true <laughs> Yeah, you know, in in the audio drama, I, they forgot the part where the walkie-talkie guy summons like a bunch of stormtroopers, and you have to take. What are them you? Out. You can't just say that with no context. Uh, the Lego boss. No, but like, are you, are you gonna explain it at all? No. 
cool. Glad we agreed to uh, give more context because you <laughs> yeah, okay. So you know, in the, in the Lego game, there's like a walkie-talkie guy, and he, he summons a bunch of stormtroopers right before the Millennium Falcon is taking off. And I, I made a joke that it wasn't in the audio drama because it wasn't. It was in the Lego game. No, but Kevin, I'm just saying you can't just say the radio guy from the Lego game. Nobody knows what that means. Okay, I know what that means because actually, I've played Lego Star Wars two like a million times. Dude, but a I've normal been person with the radio has guy for years. I had dinner with his wife the other day. <laughs> no way, that. Meant to... <laughs> and I meant to be like, a, like we had a, we had a dinner of like our family and stuff. I bet you don't even know his name, the Imperial Spy. It's Jim. I think it's <laughs> You're gonna, you gonna, you gonna prove me wrong, huh? <laughs> it's, yeah, no, no, I think, I think Connor's right here. Um, yeah, it's it's Gurindan. It well, you know, I name. was close, so yeah. Jim for short. <laughs> There's like a little bit. <laughs> Some of the letters are the same. <laughs> I didn't take any notes on the Death Star segment. Did you guys? I, I took some. Um, oh yeah, the the Falcon was being pulled in by the tractor beam and they're like fire off a few escape pods and i'm like what how many escape pods does the millennium falcon have <laughs> Did, i thought they wasn't lost that in the movie so though long. was it yeah, i mean they, they mentioned firing off the escape pods how many don't does, see it they sent off a few like what are where are they well they remember we see we see the little one in uh last jedi that like all right yeah i tried to, to forget the supremacy no i have no idea what you're talking about so they, no, they, I, they I, had I, like I tiny coffin-sized escape pods. It's very claustrophobic. Yeah, but like it looked Plus, well cushioned, so I couldn't complain. The uh, the two thousand four Lego version of the Millennium Falcon has um one of the like docking ports on on the side where the the ramp isn't is just like a, an escape pod, like a whole escape pod. Oh. Yeah, really making deep cuts here to the 2004 <laughs> Lego Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I wrote Alderaan ain't there anymore. I don't. I don't know why. Oh, I think it's because they blew That's it up. Point. It's oh. actually a scene um, where they blow up Alderaan. What? I think I missed. Yeah. How do they have that much firepower? I don't think it was actually that. this giant super weapon what? called the Death Star, and it has the ability to blow up an entire planet. And also, it oh, looks yeah. like a, a basketball going through hyperspace. Oh, it was so funny. Like, earlier on, in, like, the beginning, like, Leia scenes, when they're on that date, and they're like, where did you hear that name? Because <laughs> <laughs> Leia mentions the Death Star, because um, they're trying to, like, get information out of him, but he had never actually said the codename Death Star. Mm -hmm. And then it just gets really weird after that. He's like, what? Yeah. I never said that. What? Again, it, it feels like, like... Uh, what are you talking about? I didn't say anything. <laughs> it feels like most of the plot that happened here was because the male characters were, were simping for Leia. Like, she's like, oh, uh, do you have, like, a really big super weapon project understand. you're working Leia's on? And he's like, hot, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, this is... is a different time. It was the 70s. You know, Carrie Fisher was the best they had back then. <laughs> it was it was Aww. weird though. Was it was it Tarkin or Vader who like for some reason described the entire architecture of the Death Star to to Leia? I don't. At remember. one point they're like, and there's this giant dish. That's the main weapon, and it'll blow up the altar. Oh. I, like, I think it was Vader. I mean, that was yeah. obviously just there to fit the radio format. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was just kind of funny, you know. <laughs> I guess that raises yeah. the point, like. Is there a so I personally really liked that they um, 
I don't know. I I really enjoyed that the 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 radio drama didn't have like visual. It just felt like very freeing that you could get rid of one of the components and kind of just like let people make their own visuals. It was it was a lot of fun to just sit through and, and experience. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like the, it's like a weird audience to shoot for in like the early eighties. You know what I mean? Because like probably everyone has seen the movie. Um, so I guess, like I guess it's cool. It, it's like it's still a cool experience outside of the movie, but it just felt like weird that you would have to like explain the Death Star. You know, I guess they want it to be its own standalone thing, but like at that point, who hasn't seen A New Hope? You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I mean, People, it doesn't apparently. really take away from anything. And yeah, 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 yeah. It just like if they didn't describe it, the people who hadn't seen A New Hope would be, yeah, like, would be like a little confused. What does the Death Star look like? Is it a sphere with a big dish? Maybe. No, that's ridiculous. Why would it look like that? <laughs> so the Death Star scene uh, is mostly the same, like the whole thing, the trench scene. Yeah. They go. They no. go into the Death Star. Okay. They rescue yeah. Leia. They leave the Death Star without Ben Kenobi. Yeah, m he most stays. of them leave the Death <laughs> <He> Star. <dies>. Unfortunate. <laughs> oh, pour another one, one out for my boy ben when Kenobi. Ben dies. It was <laughs> because Vader had to explain what he was doing because he couldn't see it, and he's like, "What? <laughs> yeah. Why are you saluting?" <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he he. In the movie, he just, like, steps on the empty ropes, and you can kind of see Vader just being like, where did this guy go? Why did he disappear when <laughs> no I thought clip. that I killed him? And then in the radio drama, he says it out loud. He's like, his robes are empty. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I would I would really like to see um, normal movie Vader all intimidating and, and terrifying, and then, like, Ben disappears and is like, what? Where did Ben go? And he just kind of... <laughs> I feel like someone could make that edit online. That'd be like, really good. Yeah. Lines over a couple <laughs> Dan, be um, the change you want to see in the world. Do it. Um, I did really like how when Leia and Luke are like they're they're flying away from the Death Star, right? And they're kind of having a talk. And in the movie, Luke is just like, "Man, I'm so sad. Ben Kenobi died, and like my aunt and uncle died. It sucks." Um, in this one, they actually mentioned the fact that Leia's entire planet just got yeah, blown up. Yeah, <laughs> and I really appreciate that. And Leia gave him like a call to action, and I—that was really cool. It was a better um, talk. It was a much better talk. I don't remember yeah, in the actual movie. movie did about... they mention that that was actually Darth Vader, or did he just assume? Um, because Leia's like, "Yeah, that was Darth Vader." And he's like, "What? That guy? Oh, I hate him. I hate him. I'm gonna kill him." <laughs> now that I think about it, I don't think Luke knows for a fact that that is Darth Vader. I guess he probably just learned sometime after the movie. What it felt like, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that was really cool in this scene where they were escaping from the Death Star and they were, like, fighting the TIE Fighters and stuff is that they mentioned that the sound is simulated. Han specifically says that the sound is being simulated by the computers of the Falcon, which means that there isn't sound in space. Just in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did notice that. I thought that was funny that they had they felt the need to put that in there. All I've the heard TIE a fan fighters, theory like, that Star Wars takes just... place in in like a universe where there is the sound in space and there is just like matter in space. It's funny. I, I guess it. all ships can just recognize like, oh, that's a TIE fighter. Play the TIE fighter sound. <laughs> It'd be really funny if they played the wrong sound every once in a while. Just yeah, they just like, mods like, the ship. Cantina music, <laughs> <laughs> an air horn noise. <laughs> that was that was one of my favorite part. Like the music felt like just the entire score felt more like penetrating, like more. I don't know. More it present. felt more like immersive. Yeah, it just felt like every time it hit, I would just oh man, and like ride out just like a really nice wave. 
but it yeah. felt especially you know prominent uh in the cantina like just like the way it built ambiance like it was just like the music was playing there were like people boisterously talking i was like oh man i'm i'm in the i'm in the cantina let's go i'm i'm partying i'm listening to jazz we all know when i listen to the star wars cantina band song (laughs) i can't get immersed into star wars music anymore lego star wars has ruined that for me i remember (laughs) at one point i heard i even wrote this down because it was so jarring i heard like the level end music yeah it was like like, after they blow up the stud sounds like counting up (laughs) it's ruined or i think it's kind of funny or like in episode two, when Yoda makes the sound that would later become the Yoda death sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish that wasn't such a meme. No, yeah. Idea. Okay, that changed my mind. <laughs> so after the Death Star, they uh they fly to the Rebel base, and they know that they have a tracker, but they don't care. Yeah, they pretty much... I mean, this was the same in the movie. They, they're they just like, if we can blow up the Death Star fast enough, it doesn't matter. We have to do this. This is the only chance we have. Um, but it feels like they spend a lot more time on Yavin 4 in this one because they, they have Luke go into a flight simulator to test yeah. whether or not he should yeah. fly an X-Way. Oh, dude, it was... It seems he only died like, twice. Like, they didn't have a lot of time. They all knew, they're like... Like, Han knew... He had like ten minutes to leave, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just waiting for my, my money. I'm gonna go take a shower." Oh, yeah, Death Star's gonna blow up this planet in like twenty minutes. I'm I'm just loading up my cargo. <laughs> yeah, everybody, and it's like he was super chill that he knew that this planet was gonna blow up in like very soon, and like he didn't agree with what everyone was doing, and he wanted to leave. But I feel like in this moment, he wasn't that much of a jerk. He just wanted to do what he wanted to do, and. He was kind of chill until people told him that he was wrong. Yeah, then he kind of. It's hard to completely blame him for not wanting to get involved in this war, you know. And I liked how he was looking out for Luke. He's like, Luke, he's done enough. He doesn't have to do this. Tell him he's he's just gonna die. Yeah. Um, and Luke's like, No, I'm a hero. Then he was. (laughs) How is he gonna get more kisses for luck if he doesn't do crazy? crazy dangerous stuff that's why he does it what gets him up in the morning yeah when yeah, they put uh, luke into that flight sim i think they just had him play the dos x-wing game yeah he jumps out of it he's game, like woohoo what a ride and i thought that was a funny quote that i wrote down um and then leia shows up and starts telling him that he should like give up and he's like what aren't you gonna congratulate me <laughs> and uh, i thought that was that was funny for getting or like maybe a high Luke score or whatever. Was playing the Star Wars Battle Pod available. Yeah, at your no, that's, local that's what I was imagining. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I was imagining the Battle Pod. <laughs> um, I hate that game. That's not fun. Oh, I never, I've never even tried it. I played it. What? I... What? You're completely cutting you out. Gotta, you, yeah, you cut out. <laughs> oh no! Start the We know that he played it. All right. Well, um. You played it. I was uh, I was gonna say that of the Star Wars like flyy games, the it wasn't DOS... that good. Oh, can you hear me better now? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. the DOS flight sims are like top tier, and then you've got the Rogue like Rogue Squadron two was pretty good. Rogue Squadron one was kind of bad. Star Wars Battle Pod is low tier. It's not very fun. 
How was that? The music? levels in LEGO Star Wars 2 are also not fun. They're actually a little bit better in The Force Awakens. LEGO Force Awakens? That was the only thing I liked about that game. Trench run. It was cool. Biggs died. I'm sad. Yeah, that was sad. I, Luke, I they definitely make like, doesn't like doesn't that die. much. What do you say? Luke didn't very he didn't mourn that much. And it was just no, like no. friend friendship ended with Biggs. Han Solo's <laughs> my new best friend. Kind nah, of he was thinking about Leia, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I mean that that kind of mirrors the the movie too, where Luke is like, oh, I'm gonna look sad for like half a second. All right, let's. I didn't going. want it to mirror the movie. I wanted. No, I, like, I, I agree. Yeah, it, yeah. I think it made the audience feel a lot more for Biggs, uh, and then it kind of didn't really pay off with yeah. Luke. There wasn't really much time for him to be sad, at least during the trench run. Yeah, what but if but during I mean, like the ceremony was, you know, scene, I, he had given that, a speech or something? Yeah, that's what I mean. I was gonna say, like afterwards, with all the development of their relationship, it seems really strange that he doesn't care at all. <laughs> Yeah. I'd like to dedicate like, this blowing up of the Death Star to my best friend Biggs. <laughs> <laughs> the whole congratulations scene was very cringe. When Chewbacca did eyes was front. Was the no. implication was that all the rebels turned forward because Chewbacca roared? No, I think they were just like looking at each other because of, like cardboard or whatever. They're like, how long have they been standing there? No, the, the Wait, part, I have no idea what you're saying. I don't know what I'm movie, saying. That's why I just moved in, along. In the movie, like when they walk in, all the rebels are facing each other, and then like when like at one point when they're walking down the way, they all turn and face the front. And then in the audio drama, Han says, "Hey, Chewie, give them an eyes front." And then Chewie says something, and then they say something along the lines that implies that's when they all turned. Oh, what did Chewie say though? He just roared. Did he give us an impression. <laughs> No, the reason why I thought the whole thing was cringe is that Luke and Han were like bickering like the entire time, and I'm like, oh my god, shut up! Like, it was so annoying. Um, and then like even when they were getting the medals, like in the movie, they were like silent the whole time, like like accepting them. But then they were just like, they were like messing around with Leia, and Leia was like making fun of them and stuff, and it was just really odd to me have you seen the edit of the movie where they take out the the celebration music yeah. so it's just like yeah, yeah it's just the in-universe sounds it was funny it was very awkward i mean they might have been playing music it was a ceremony yeah i've kind of headcanoned that they were playing yeah. the music that plays yeah, I think yeah. it makes more it's sense like though. uh what was it Yub Nub at the end of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> they were playing Yub Nub <laughs> while they were presenting the medals. <laughs> so is is that still canon? They were playing Yub Nub, but they like for the audience they changed the music to like the. Uh, I'll accept that. I think that makes sense. Cause yeah, cause we do see the Ewoks. In, this is this is now getting into completely different territory. Yeah. But in Return of the Jedi, we see the Ewoks are playing music even when Victory Celebration is playing in the special editions. George Lucas made a lot of changes to these movies. Mm. <laughs> there's um, there's a scene in Empire Strikes Back where in the original cut, Vader says, like, bring my shuttle. And then George Lucas changed it to alert the Star Destroyer to, to my arrival or something. It's like, why, why did that get, why did he need to change that? It's vital oh. to the story. You wouldn't understand what was happening if he just said, bring my shuttle. 
Well, well, yeah, in canon, Vader calls it the Pimp Mobile. It so wasn't it doesn't his really perfect make sense for him to call it the shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> maybe all those changes were things that Lucas wanted to do, but everybody yelled at him for telling him it was a really bad idea at the time. He was like, I'll show you, I'll change it in post. No, George, you're insane. Darth Vader has to say, bring my shuttle. There's no way he could say something else. I, I agree with a lot of the, the changes that he made, though. Uh, like Boba Fett's voice, I like it. it's way better as the clone voice. I mean, like it makes sense, but I kind of like the original voice actor. I, I don't. Uh, I like. Yeah, I agree graphic. with Dan. It it makes it makes more sense in canon, but his yeah. original voice was pretty cool, and it kind of sucks I, to the guy who played Boba Fett yeah. to begin with. <laughs> it's it's a good good that they fixed Monkey Eyes Palpatine though. Yeah. yeah. Where in the hologram, for those who don't know. In the uh, theatrical release, Palpatine's eyes looked horrifyingly strange. <laughs> um, they were just kind of like sucking yeah, and holes into the... his face with, you know, lights sticking out. The whole <laughs> trench like run sequence tubes. in A New Hope in the movie <laughs> was like, the special effects really don't hold up at all in the original cut. I don't know if you That's guys have true. seen the theatrical yeah. cut. But I've seen I will say, yeah, yeah, the special edition's a lot better. <laughs> the the I, explosion I guess, of the but... Death Star, it like, looks stupid in the theatrical cut it just looks it was like, like a little, it was fine like my like popcorn going off. my pop i don't know i don't like it like within the micro microwave too long what what <laughs> do you do to your popcorn how do you make it explode <laughs> <laughs> uh you just you turn it on uh, a little too high i would hate to go to your house for popcorn <laughs> Anyway, so Star Wars, do you guys like it? You a yeah, fan? I'm a fan. I, I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the fence. I'm I not sure if Star Wars is for me. <laughs> I was named Star after Star Wars Luke will never be popular. Yeah, is that name? true? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what was true? I missed it. That's interesting. Me being named after Luke Skywalker. Oh. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I think, um, like I said, I really enjoy how this is is its own distinct thing from the movie. Like, it, it adds a lot by taking away visuals, and it seems like a much more fantasy-driven plot. Um, it's just a lot more of a time commitment, and I'm not sure. Like, like it, it, it does add stuff, but I, I do think, like, the movie is kind of just its own masterpiece. It's, it's, so it's, like, it's very separate experiences. If you have the time, I would definitely recommend checking it out. But I, I kind of it's, like... It's, it's not a... It's not a replacement for the movie. It's a, a neat little supplementary um, way. Of yeah, yeah, exactly. Experiencing it, yeah. I feel like you could. Like never, you can never replace A New Hope. I feel. Well, like but George Lucas good. definitely tried. <laughs> <laughs> also, J.J. Abrams definitely tried. Oh yeah, yeah. am I right? It's been tried and, more often than you'd expect. Yeah, whatever, whatever next Disney trilogy comes out, we'll also try and remake episode. <laughs> yeah, even if it's not Star Wars. Do you guys think that they're gonna like, like retcon the sequels and make a new sequel? No, I wouldn't be surprised, um, but, but maybe eventually. It's yeah. it's possible they do some sort of like soft retcon, like very soft retcon. But I really don't think they're going to say the whole thing isn't canon. I would like to see them just continue to make the content that they're currently making and have it completely mm. contradict the sequels and just don't say anything about it. Yeah, and that, like maybe no one will notice. Honestly, they've already started doing that. Like they've already contradicted things, so who cares? 
Um, I yeah, liked the fact that this was directed by John Madden. I forgot to say that before, but I thought that was really funny. <laughs> it's really crazy that he was coaching an NFL team and directing a Star Wars radio drama at the same time. A man of many really talents. Like the that the Empire Strikes Back adaptation has John Lithgow as Yoda. It's my biggest, this is my favorite thing from this audio drama. No Just idea who that is. Also, for some reason, yeah, the so they're... <laughs> just get stopped on <laughs> so there was a radio version of both empire strikes back and return of the jedi yeah. for some reason the return of the jedi one came out like 10 years later i don't Weird. know who was who was waiting 10 years like oh man i refuse to watch movies but i really want to see what happens at the end of this and the, the, the amount of episodes goes down the 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 one that we watched for a new hope is 13 episodes then empire strikes back is 10 and then return of the jedi is six it's funny it's like, I just have... is it, it's getting and, so much shorter and total runtime yeah like like a new hope is six hours the other two are a little they're both uh four and a quarter yeah um, mm-hmm. I just stumbled upon why Return of the Jedi was uh, 10 years later. It's because it was done by the NPR, which is like a publicly funded radio station. And mm-hmm. uh, Reagan cut back the funding, so they couldn't do it. Oh, oh my, my god. god. <laughs> it all comes back to Reagan. <laughs> Reagan is the reason it took so long for us to get Return of the Jedi radio drama. That's but probably yeah. like the worst thing he did, right? And definitely Pretty don't much, look up yeah. other horrible things that Reagan oh, did. Thanks, Ronald. Yeah, there, there I was sitting there in like late 1995, and I was like, man, I'm just, I'm really missing out on the Return of the Jedi you know, <laughs> radio drama. And then Ronald Reagan busted into my house, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, and I have actually listened. <laughs> I have actually listened to all three of them, and I can say that the other two don't really add much, especially Return of the Jedi. Like, you might as well just watch the movies. This is yeah. pretty much the only one that adds a lot of content. I'd imagine with them being that much shorter. Yeah. yeah, the the epi- like I, in the Return of the Jedi one. Oh. I am only now seeing a lot of the like episode names because like again I I watched the whole thing just just straight, um and like it seems like they just go less creative with the episode names as they went along too. Like by the end, you just just like Blood of a Jedi, and it's like okay, you know, <laughs> like I guess that's that's like a fine chapter name or whatever. But uh, Fast Friends. You know, You're really going to judge them for their episode <laughs> yeah, names? Yeah, no, I, I feel like I'm totally just. We're clearly running out of things to say. Any, any last thoughts? Any More final last, ideas? I didn't like the Han Solo voice. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, I didn't like his voice at first, but the more I listened to it, the more I felt that the guy, like his voice didn't sound like Han Solo, but I think his performance was a pretty good evocation of Han Solo, in my opinion. Huh. I felt like he was doing an impression of the bully from Tatooine Fixer, and then yeah. I felt like Fixer was just <laughs> stupid. I, this, this is kind of out there, I guess, but, um, so definitely in canon, like, all of the human characters are called uh, human, or, like, in, 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 uh, in Legends and stuff like that, right? But in the movies, do they ever actually say, like, human? No. I don't think um, like that was that was gonna be like they say it a lot in this like they like uh, Antilles I think said like human beings a lot of people are just like oh yeah humans and it was just weird to me that like they actually made that uh, so not to go back to the Jabba scene that I hate <laughs> but in the Jabba oh. scene the deleted Jabba scene that was added back into the special editions Han says you're a wonderful human being Jabba which is false. He's oh. not a human being. <laughs> so you have to wonder about that one. I, don't, I can't explain it. 
Um, a notification just popped up on, on my desktop saying uh, millennials didn't ruin the economy. Reaganomics did. So Reagan is really <laughs> invading my life right now. <laughs> no more uh, final thoughts. I've banned all of them. Okay. Okay. My so brain next is time, if everything goes well, we'll be doing a very special interview. You'll have to have to watch out for that one. Really excited, actually. Same. Let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah. I'm the number one hope. fan of this interview. <laughs> I might be a bigger fan. And if there are any suggestions, if there's anyone you want us to interview, then you should email us at acubicinterfsound at gmail.com. We should interview Or should you? Panel.